The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are very passionate about delivering quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear, please visit roadtorediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest has a huge heart for being of service and helping others. He's an optometrist who owns his own practice and has an immense background in finance, investing in real estate, the share market, and authoring his book, Money Does Grow on Trees, 15 Books to Transform Your Wealth Mindset. He's on a mission to help people take control of their financial future and improve relationships with loved ones and colleagues. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome John Bolton to the show. Hey, John, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Aubrey. Great to be here. It's 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 uh, it's an honor to be here, and I'm um, so grateful for the opportunity of actually being here. I think um, if I would start anywhere, it's um, it's being grateful for what we have and. I think it's, a, it's an understated thing because people say that they're grateful for X, Y, Z, but I think people get too involved in what they're grateful for. And I think that's, you know, you can be grateful for lots of things. I mean, I start the day by being grateful for waking up in the morning. 
I start the day by being grateful for the water that I drink in the morning and just grateful for being where I live, which is a great part of the world. And it's it's just a habit to get into. If, if, if you can do something to start off with on your journey towards uh, making life easier for yourself, it's to be grateful for the things that you already have. Um, mm -hmm. And if you can't think of anything that you are grateful for, then think of something that's pretty basic like water, a job, um, the ability to walk around, the ability to run or the ability to do some sort of physical exercise. Or it may be that you're really good at doing a puzzle or you, you may be good at, you may be an athlete, you may be, you may be an entrepreneur, you may be anything, but just be grateful for where you are in life to start off with because that gets the ball rolling on all this sort of stuff. It certainly does, John. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree more, 100% for sure, you know. Um, and, and, and I think gratitude starts with being grateful for the simple things, right? Um, in my mind, at least. And so here at the Road to Rediscovery, we have what I call the four cornerstones to personal growth. And that is humility, service to others, self-awareness, and of course, gratitude. So um, gratitude plays a huge part, I think, in our personal growth and development. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, gratitude is a huge part of it. Um, being Having humility is also huge because, you know, the reality is I'm no better than anybody else and nobody else is better than me. We're all right. basically the same. That's right. Labels on things and we put people on pedestals, but the reality is we're all the same. We may be doing different things mm -hmm. and we may be achieving different things, mm -hmm. but the reality is we're all the same. It's we're all guided by certain principles. Um, our words, our feelings and our thoughts do determine where we end up in life. Now, how we talk in general is a reflection of how we're feeling. So um, mm -hmm. if we're feeling um, down, then we will tend to talk a bit down. We'll tend to talk a bit negative. Mm -hmm. That doesn't serve us at all. So if if you've got words can influence your feelings as well. So feelings are an important part of who we are and what we end up doing. So it's it's getting that right to start off with because and you can start off by just checking yourself, being aware of yourself if you start talking negative because mm -hmm. that really doesn't help you and it doesn't make you attractive towards anybody else either. Now, when I say attractive, I don't mean physically attractive. Right, it can right. be that. Mm -hmm. It can be anything. I mean, it can be if you're selling something. It can be if you're trying to help people. Mm -hmm. It's anything at all because if, if, if you um, are attracted to people, they will automatically go towards you and they'll be guided by what you say or what you do. It's it's a bit like, you know, you go to a party and you'll find somebody there that you're automatically attracted to. Right. Now that not have anything to do with what they look like or where they come from or whatever. But the reason for that is how you think and how they think and how they feel in the first place. And then it comes down to actions as well, obviously. That's that's mm -hmm. the part. And that's where the service comes in. The service... You know, if you're in a service industry, like I'm an optometrist, so that's that's a big part of what I do, right? Obviously, right. so this jump to this uh, the book that I've just written is not a huge jump when you think about it, because it's the same sort of thing. Being of service to people 
and doing what people really want you to do. People, people are out there asking for things. It's just a matter of serving those people uh, with gratitude and letting the world work out what's going to happen next. So, yeah, no, that makes a, <clears throat> excuse me, that makes a lot of sense, John, um, for sure, you know, and, and so uh, with that, um, to your point with with what you just what what you just shared with us here, would it be fair to say that gratitude was one of the initial inspirations for you as an optometrist, um, delving into money and finance to help others in the first place? Well, it's for me, I'm, I'm great. I've got a gratefulness for, for the fact that I find that fairly easy to do. Now, I know mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to A, talk about money mm -hmm. and B, don't know where to start. So mm -hmm. this, this whole idea is to get people started early in their journey towards wealth. It may, it may be health as well. It, it may be something different. Right. We're all looking for something different. But at the end of the day, you really want a purpose and happiness. So if you've got a purpose in life, then it doesn't matter whether you're retired or whether you're still working or whether you've got a business or whatever you're doing. It's just a matter of having a purpose there. And, you know, the reality is that um, once we get started in life, the only limitation that we've got is on our own imagination. Yes. So yes. If you give service with value, then you know you're going to you're going to find people who will align with you quite easily. There's plenty of people out there. So <laughs> yeah, the yeah. It's really quite a big place, and you know it's 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 funny when you think about how s certain people think differently. The truly wealthy people think differently to. Mm -hmm will say average people, um, they think like if there's a what we would call a problem at work or a problem in the industry, they would see that more as an opportunity. Now, it's just right. changing your mindset around, okay, not looking at something as a problem, okay, we've got an issue to do. So we can get in and do that. What can we get extra out of this that can propel us forward? So it's just a matter of changing your mindset and just having you know the ability to be able to change change mm -hmm. is a big part of life i mean you know change right. is huge i mean change is happening quicker now than any any time ever before um there mm -hmm. are jobs out there that no one would have even thought of 20 years ago oh no um, absolutely yeah there's all kinds of newer jobs that you yeah we wouldn't have even well they didn't exist back then right yeah, well, that's right. I mean, there's there's people on YouTube that are making north of a million dollars a year by just playing silly games on YouTube, which is fantastic that they're doing that. But those right. jobs weren't around there before. Right. So, a, a lot of people um, would say that might be listening to your podcast and saying, "Well, I've got a I've got a full time job and I can't do anything else." Well, just think about what you're really interested in, and then try to turn that into an opportunity because the the likes of YouTube and that sort of stuff is there for everybody to use. Now, there's been people have made money out of, I heard about one lady the other day, is, is she's a multimillionaire out of designing quilts. Now, I didn't think there was an industry in that at all, but obviously there is. I mean, there's there's an industry in anything that you go looking for. There'd be, there'd be industries there for, I, you know, my kids watch a uh, 
YouTube channel and it's about six guys in the UK just playing silly games like hide and seek. Right, right. You're multi-millionaires out of that. (laughs) There's opportunities everywhere. The the world really is abundant and it's just a matter of being able to accept the fact that there is plenty of things out there that you're not in competition with anybody else. That's the biggest thing. I mean, people have to realise that even if I'm doing, say, say if I'm doing a podcast and you're doing a podcast, we're not in opposition to each other because no. like that's not how to think there's plenty out there for everybody to do so there's opportunities out there for everybody and you know you're in the us at the moment i'm in australia you can talk to anybody in the world at any time there's these opportunities out there that weren't available 15 20 years ago and mm-hmm. there are those opportunities there now so yeah and and so you know um you bring up a great point with how things are changing even faster today, right? And how technology has afforded us those additional opportunities to connect with other people and network with other people, um, you know, uh, uh, offshore, right? So not just within the confines of our own of our own continent or country. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to to kind of ask you a question in reference to that, John. So. Um, I think when it comes to money and mindset, right, uh, it it seems like uh, there is, say, oh, let's say back in uh, mid-century, okay, Um, there, there, there was a mindset. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, okay, of, of, of the, the attitude you should have when it comes to money, right? A penny saved is a penny earned. That's how I grew up with my parents teaching me, right? Um, You have a piggy bank, something you really want, you put pennies and pennies away. And over time, you know, you can, you can get it. And today with technology and different generations now, newer generations, younger generations, there's this element of, um, instant gratification right so uh, and 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 that's by contrast of the school of thought i guess that that you know guys my age people my age has uh, has grown up with so um how can we how can we kind of leverage the benefits of both schools of thought between what the older generations has afforded us with the virtues of patience and savings along with um today with what technology affords us with um the speed and uh, speed to value yeah so many of the principles that we learned long time ago Mm -hmm. are still relevant Uh, Mm -hmm. putting money away putting 10 percent of your wage away isn't rocket science right but if you can do that and put it into something that works for you like in say an index fund or if you're putting it away to buy a house or mm-hmm. when you're putting it away to buy an investment house or you're putting it away to uh, start a business that is still sound advice there's nothing wrong with that the reality is that the, the notion that success comes from hard work isn't necessarily true i mean as i said before there's people who've made a lot of money by not necessarily doing hard work. Now, how do you define hard work? Now, 50 years ago, it would have been digging a ditch, uh, being a labourer. Those jobs still exist, and there's nothing wrong with those jobs. It's just Mm -hmm. that 
if you're going to do those sort of jobs, you just have to make your money work for you well on the outside. And, right. you know, it, you can have an, from that point of view, if you've got a job doing that sort of thing, then your opportunities are you've got real estate, you've got shares, and you've got other things that you can invest in. Now, with all types of investing, it's, it's, it's important to know exactly what you're doing. So take the share market, for example. I wouldn't advise diving into the share market and just going willy nilly. Well, my my friend said that that was a good good buy, right? That, right. Or or the cab driver told me I, that that was a good buy, so I, sh- I should do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not going to put the work into learning a little bit about the basis of the share market, then I would suggest buying an index fund because an index mm-hmm. fund will cover you for a lot of the things. Say say if you're looking at the U.S. market. You can get an index fund which covers you for uh, a group of companies that are the top sort of companies that you've all everybody's heard of, and it just lumps them all together. So all you have to do with an index fund is just put a hundred dollars away or two hundred dollars away a month. Mm-hmm. The reality is, I've started my kids on a savings plan, and one of the things that they've done is that they put two hundred dollars a month in um, from the age of eighteen to twenty-eight. They put a thousand dollars in initially. Now, if they leave that fund alone until they're 60, there'll be $1.5 million in there. And that's wow. conservative. So that is conservative. It's a pair of compound interest that doesn't sound sexy, but it works very well. I mean, the reality is if people are trying to work out how people make money, there was a study done in the US in the 1990s saying that um, 3.5% of households in the US have 50% of the wealth. Mm. So that doesn't leave a lot for the rest of the people. No, now, no it most doesn't. of those people who have a lot have their own business. Mm. Now, you can have your own business, you can be an entrepreneur if you want to call it that. But the reality is that unless you've got an extremely high paying job, and that's probably only the top one or 2% of us, mm-hmm. um, having a business and working in a business is your real way to get ahead. Otherwise, do what you do and invest your money in an index fund or put your money into something else. But the reality is that for most of us, having a business, unless you've got, if unless you're Michael Jordan or <laughs> right, right. Williams or Tiger Woods, yeah, those sort of people are different because they've they've got they've been giving they've been given an ability and they can earn millions of dollars doing what they do. Right. But most of us, mere mortals, aren't like that. So. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, it's the 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 biggest thing um, with people. And I know I know it's virtually the same as it is in the US as it is in Australia. One of the first goals I would ever put forward, if you're talking about purely about money, is to own your own home. Now, mm-hmm. by the time you retire, owning your own home, dwelling unit, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is would be should be a priority because if you can do that then retirement becomes a lot easier yes thank you that's exactly right i couldn't agree more if you're still paying rent when you retire then life is not going to be really good because it's going to be quite tough but i know that from talking to people here who are on um, age pensions in australia Mm -hmm. that the ones who have got their house paid off they're quite comfortable Mm -hmm. doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. but the ones who are renting are not so if there's one thing I could do that, you know, the, the reality is, and I was talking about investing before, if someone comes to you with an investment and you, they can't explain it to you, 
and you don't understand it, don't do it. Just Good advice. <laughs> it's 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 the world isn't that complicated, really. I mean, mm-hmm. people make it into comp- the complicated thing. It's about you know um, getting your identity right and um, right. what people say something like, "I wish I had a million dollars, and then I could do X, Y, Z." Right. The reality is that most people who um, say win lotto or win big money at the casino and that sort of thing they blow it within five years so it's the stats are that 60 to 70 percent of those people get rid of their money for whatever reason now part right. of that reason is because at an identity level they're still the same person so if you want to be successful or you want to be a millionaire the first step in the whole thing is to be that person that you want to be so right. if i want to be the sort of person who has multiple optometry practices and I want to be, I want to have $20 million to my account. Yeah. I have to think today, what person would that be in five, 10 years time when that person's already done that mm-hmm. and start acting like that mm-hmm. because it's part of the B and mm-hmm. the B is the important part. You can't do it the other way around. So you've mm-hmm. got to be, do, and then have. Right. A lot of yes. people go to the point saying, uh, if I have certain thing, then I can do X, Y, Z. But that's backwards. If you do it that way, you you'll you may work out, but the majority of people who try to do it that way will find life gets quite difficult. So, I see. So the proper order is to be, do, do and have. have. Yeah. So it's beautiful. I, lo- I love. I love that. Person would be yeah. do what they would do, and then you can have. Then you can have on this, the track that you're talking about. Um. You know, people are the same everywhere. The the, the guiding fear that um, a lot of people get into fear. I mean, I, I had fear about writing the book in the first place. I procrastinated for at least five years about writing the book. You know, it was only when I got back into personal development in a big way um, that I decided, oh, okay, I can write the book now. And procrastination is purely just fear. It's fear of yourself not being good enough to do something or fear of what somebody might think of you because you're doing this. Um, you're not an author, so you can't write a book. You're only an optometrist. You can, you can only do, you can only test people's eyes. Um, it's, we get into this uh, model of putting ourselves in boxes and we put, we got a habit of putting people in boxes and we say, okay, well, you do that, you do that, you do that. You can't do anything outside that box. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you're better off not not listening to a lot of people. If you've got a desire to do something, I mean, you know, the people who have done really well and, and even people who have, like Stephen Hawking, I mean, you look at someone like him, he's spent the last 30, 40 years in a wheelchair Mm-hmm. and was not able to talk without the help of a computer. Mm-hmm. Did that stop him from doing anything else? And did that stop him from doing anything amazing? It, Helen Keller, I mean, that's an older name, but yeah. I mean, she had definite um, disadvantages, but did she let that stop her from doing everything? I mean, right. you know, and then people will say things like, oh, you're too old to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Age isn't, a, age isn't a thing either, really. I mean, you look at somebody like Colonel Sanders who started KFC. Right. 
Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to, I think, over 100 banks to get funding for his idea in the first place. Right. Now, how many of us would do that? I would probably stop at two or three. Talk about say, passion and drive, right? Yeah, I would stop yeah. at two or three too, John. <laughs> yeah, and he kept doing it. And he was mm-hmm. 60, 65 when he did that. I mean, wow. he wasn't by most people's terms a young young person. Right, but, right. I mean, you know, you look at um, someone like Warren Buffett and Charlie Bunger who run Berkshire Hathaway. Mm-hmm. They're in their 90s. No one's saying that they're not capable of doing what they're doing by their age. Age is right. age is only a, a, just a number. It, it's purely not more than that at all. It's 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 a label that we, we we put on certain things, and it makes life more difficult for us sometimes. I mean, I'm 57, so um, I've got some friends who are contemplating retirement. Mm-hmm. Good luck to them, but I just couldn't imagine retiring at this age because you know there's another 30 40 years left i want to be doing something i want to be helping people i want to make a difference um i think if if you just it's okay if you retire and you've got a plan and you want to help people in your own different way right right but don't write yourself off just you know yeah it's our our bs gets in the way of lots of things now bs can stand for a uh, what it normally stands for, I tend to think of belief systems. Belief systems is a nicer way of saying BS, but we're our own worst enemies sometimes because we get into our head about what we can do and what we can't do and not thinking of what we can do. And it's, you know, uh, there was an interesting part in one of the books that I covered and it was about if statements. Now, if you start any sentence with the word if, it's not helping. If you say, right. if I had, if yeah. so-and-so happened, if right. this happened, if, and it, I think that in the book there's probably a 100 different ifs, but right, those right. ifs are still relevant today and it's, you just got to watch how you think and how you talk. It really does, you know, get in the way of a lot of things. I mean, the success to anything Go with what you like doing. I, I, I would I would say if you, if you like, there, there's a guy that I follow. I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. Yeah. And um, he started covering the Dolphins probably mm-hmm. eight years ago. And he started it in the, one of his uh, spare bedrooms in his house. Gotcha. Now he doesn't go to his day job. That is his job. His job is talking about what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. an awesome job. I mean, you know, if you're doing something that, you don't think is work. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, I don't think of me going to work as being work. I go to work to talk to people and to help people out. Right. I don't think of it as being work at all. I just, you know, mm-hmm. some people dread going to work. If you dread going to work, then you're really doing something that's not aligned with you. Right. Find something else. And, you know, we go into the fear of, oh, I won't have enough money to do that. I, you know, what will people say? Um, you know, I can't do certain things. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case, then keep your day job, but start something else in on the side. Right. And you'll be surprised if you, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. So mm-hmm. it's just keeping your options open. I mean, people say, oh, I can't do that. Just think of what something that you, you love doing mm-hmm. and thinking of, well, 
how can I get people to watch me and how can I get people to, you know, enjoy what I really love doing? I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you do that, then people will follow you because people love people who love what they're doing. So. Yeah. No, they certainly do. And, and, and like you said, John, as the old adage goes, right? Uh, if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, as, as the and saying goes. The other thing is that, um, there's, as I said before, abundance is everywhere. I mm -hmm. think that, you know, when I said money does grow on trees, that's just talking about abundance. It's not, I hope no one thinks that that's actually mean that money does grow on trees, but <laughs> it's, it's about the fact that there is abundance out there for everybody. There, there is, the world really is a big place and yes. there's plenty of opportunities for everybody else. Um, one of the things I would say is that whatever journey you're taking, mm -hmm. enjoy the journey. And if you're not enjoying the journey, do something different. I mean, mm -hmm. change change your job, change, it might be a relationship that's not going well for you. It could be anything. It could be, you know, your health. Your health yeah. is not going great. So, okay, yeah. so what do I do to change that? I mean, right. if I was, if I had had health problems, I don't have health problems. Um, I do meditation and I do self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think that... Uh, keeping your mind open to those sort of opportunities allows our subconscious mind, which is where all, where all the workings are going on to get that in line and get that in line with how you're actually acting. But it's our conscious brain, the, the brain that um, when we talk and how we feel and all those sort of things, that's our conscious brain. But our subconscious brain is the thing that stores everything behind. Right. And if we give it the wrong information, it's like having a computer and putting the, and programming the wrong stuff in there. If we program the wrong stuff, then we're going to have we're going to find life a little bit more tricky going forward. So it's right. it's about keeping those options open. Um, we one of the big things um, I have found is that the more I don't tend to expect things to happen. The better off I am. Don't expect your, your your wife or your kids or your partner or your your parents to do certain things. Just don't mm -hmm. expect them to do anything because if you if you don't expect them to do anything, then you're not surprised and you're not you're not disappointed by or what disappointed. they say. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of us tend to put um, uh, when we do tend to expect people and to do something, and everybody thinks differently. Mm -hmm. um, then we'll get disappointed because invariably they'll do something that disappoints us and we, right. we weren't expecting. So right. you, you get, you basically attract how you think. So if you think positively, you'll tend to attract positive people. If you've got a lot of negative people in your life, I would suggest trying to find a new group of people where you can get some more uh, positivity and abundance from them. I mean, some some people would say having a mentor is a great idea, and I think that it, that is a great idea if you can if you can find one who's in the same industry that what you're doing, yeah, and pick their brains and just talk to them in general because mm -hmm. a lot of people are quite free with their information. A lot of people are there to want to help people, um, and they get a kick out of it. It may be a bit of ego, but it's <laughs> it's it's it's, but people do like telling people, oh, I did this, yeah. you might want to try that. Or I haven't done this before, why don't you try doing that? Mm -hmm. Or 
know, um, it was interesting that, um, I can't remember who it was, oh, Mark Zuckerberg. His, his mentor was Steve Jobs. So, you know, I don't know if that was a big advantage for him or not, but, I mean, <laughs> he went to him as a mentor initially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Warren Buffett had as his mentor Benjamin Graham. Um, mm. That was a long time ago. And his, basically his philosophy for share investing comes from Benjamin Graham. So, you know, we all can uh, improve on our original mentors, but it's, it's also good to have people who have already done it and who have already shown that, you know, there is a path there that you can follow. So, yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And and there is a path you can follow and and um, someone who's gone that path, right. Who better to give you advice and guidance than someone who's already uh, taken, taken that journey. And speaking of, speaking of journey, John, what you mentioned earlier, I, I, I just thought was really, really profound, right? Um, finding something that aligns with who you are, with your passion, um, and, 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 you know, looking for your purpose, your, your why, right? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I, why do I want to pursue this? And, and understanding what that why is, um, that has a big part or plays a big part in our behaviors, our patterns and, 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 and those sorts of things. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on someone who is ambitious of, 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 of reaching a dream, uh, following their dream. Okay. And to your point, the, your advice is to enjoy the journey. Right. And, um, that person may be so, so consumed with making a lot of money. I want to make a lot of money. Now, the dream may not necessarily be to make a lot of money. They want to be famous and make a lot of money or or they want to own this and make a lot of money, you know, but uh, enjoying the journey, you know, is 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 what I think they should do. But but if they're disenchanted because they haven't reached that goal yet of making a lot of money you know, um, then, then that may, that may, I don't know, discourage them from going any further or pursuing. What are you, what are your thoughts on? on Again, this? it comes down to how you talk. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say, I need a million dollars. I need a, a high paying job. I mm -hmm. need to have a great house. I need to have a great wife. I need to have a great husband. I need to have great kids, grandkids, whatever else mm -hmm. it, it, there is mm -hmm. once you start needing something the universe i believe the universe universe or god or whatever you want to call it will not reciprocate in any way because you're coming from a point of view of lack mm. so if you're coming from a point of view of lack by needing something right more than likely you're not going to get it a, a different way of looking at it is saying i intend to have whatever i intend to have a million dollars i tend to, yeah. i intend to have 10 million dollars right. i intend to have a successful professional career i intend to be someone that helps other people but don't ever say and this is where it comes down to it it's this this part of it and it's the important part is how you talk and how you feel and how, and it's so important because 
you know, you'll have people but literally banging their head against a brick wall, trying to work out how do I get ahead. And it's a lot of it is how they talk to themselves. It's right. more, you know, it, it's not so much what you say out there, it's what you're saying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then our subconscious gets, okay, well, I can't do that because I've already been told I can't do that. So I'll just find examples of why I can't do that. And that's where our brain goes for. It, it, it goes for things that we, you know, once, once you, it's like going to the gym. If you start going to the gym and you find it difficult after you say, I'm going to go to the gym for 100 days. Every day I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do something in the gym. I'm going to get fit and I'm going to get healthy. After, for, after about six or seven days, what part of our brain will all, always go towards is say, oh, I'm not feeling the best today. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's not go today and we'll, we'll just do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when tomorrow comes, it'll be like, I'll find another excuse why I can't do it. And eventually you find out mm-hmm. that your goals haven't been met because your brain's got in the way of telling you, oh, I'm feeling a little bit sore, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. There's, you know, the people who are successful, there was a guy I heard, um, uh, what did he do? I don't, he, he said he was going to run uh, two miles a day for a year. Now, some of those days that he woke up, he didn't feel like running at all. So, um, but he ended up doing it every day, whether it was rain, hail or shine. He ran two miles a day for 365 days. Now, I wouldn't put myself through that, to be perfectly (laughs) honest, but it was his goal to do that, to get fit. And at the end of the year, even before the end of the year, after about three months, he was certainly fit. But he changed his whole physique, but he had the determination to do that. So I think it's an important thing to, it's an important thing, obviously, to write down your goals. There's, there's no doubt about that. Having an idea of what you want to have and be very specific about what you want too. Um, that's the other thing is that if you're not specific about what you want, if you're rather vague about it, then you'll get a so-so response from the environment that's around you. That's an excellent point. Yeah, that's an excellent point because uh, like I used in my example earlier in asking the question about, you know, I want to make a lot of money. I want to own this and make a lot of money, be famous, make a lot of money and be rich, right? I mean, what if we reframe that to your point? Be specific, right? I want to own this and make a lot of money so I can build houses for disabled veterans or you know i want to uh, make a lot of money so i can build a school for underprivileged children or you know kind of expand on that why yeah 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 and it's it's so true that you know how do you define a lot of money right (laughs) it will say ten thousand dollars is a lot of money but you know, as you get older in your fifties, you go ten thousand dollars. Well, it's still a lot of money, but mm-hmm. not going to change my life. So, right, right, right. It's not going. It's not life changing. No. no, no, no. But you got to be specific about it. I mean, if you're a mm-hmm. kid and you, you're trying to save up for I don't know, the best scooter you get on the market, yeah, and you need a couple of thousand dollars to do it, then that's your goal. And mm-hmm. you know, you want to get a couple of thousand dollars to do that. But mm-hmm. you know, we all have to have goals. And we have to be rather specific about them and write them down and let them be in your face. I mean, one of the things I have on the, uh, on my uh, bathroom mirror is 
today is today is my best day. I have today written it on there and I say, okay, today is going to be my favourite day. Today is my best day. Mm-hmm. Just get you thinking that way. I mean, mm-hmm. um, just another phrase I have is that money flows in easily. Or yeah. I'm a money magnet. Now, if you feel like that, then generally, okay, so if you start feeling that way mm-hmm. or start thinking that way, then you'll start feeling that way and start, um, when you're projecting anything to go forward, it's best to use as many emotions as possible. So, and use your five senses as much as you can. So, mm-hmm. um, get that that feeling of uh, that inside your heart. You feel really good, and you feel powerful, or you feel grateful, or you feel blessed, or you feel loved. Yes, self love is a big part of a lot of this stuff as well. I mean, the reality is. Um, if you're looking for a relationship, the best place to start is yourself. So if you love yourself, hundred percent, that's right. Then you're a chance. Yes, hundred percent. It's going to be hard again. Again, <laughs> you'll, you'll find other people to have a relationship with, but you'll be looking for them, an external person, to help you with love. Yes. Start with yourself. Love yourself. I know that's not a common thing for guys to say, but like it's, <laughs> it's um, we just need to say it more often. And yeah. you can say it to yeah. yourself. You don't have to be in front of other people to say it, but no, think that I mean, we're, and, and, and it's like you're reading my mind, John, because that, that touches on my next question I wanted to ask you. I mean, and, and it does apply to us. We as men, we're humans, right? So, I mean, we have emotions just like everyone else. So we should learn to love ourselves. Uh, can you share an anecdote or an insight from your book in terms of the mindset on money that can help or enhance our relationships with our loved ones? Well, it's the same. It's the same thing. So for it's our loved ones, I mean, as I said, start with self-love. That's that's okay. Uh, okay. Part of it. As you know, it's it's you know when you, I'll take it from a guy's point of view because I'm a guy, uh, but like the reality is, if if your if your wife or your significant other is venting to you about an issue, um, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear how you're going to fix it up. Guys normally go to how can I fix this up? That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> three easy steps you need to do is this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, from a woman's point of view, mm-hmm. all they want you to do is to listen. Listen. Not maybe say, I, I hear you. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, they're not looking for you to patch everything up. They're just looking for you to show some empathy, which mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some show that you care and sometimes that's just keep the mouth shut and yeah. just go oh yeah okay yeah. yeah you're right as men we have a default our default is trying to be mr fix it right yeah. um yeah um and 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 sometimes i mean in a lot of cases our our you know our and our wives they just want us to listen yeah, yeah. And it works the other way too. For women, it's the same thing. If a guy Uh comes home with a problem and what's the vent, okay, you just, what what I would recommend you do is just sit down, have a chat, but let them vent and do what they need to do Mm -hmm. and then say, okay, I understand where you're coming from. 
And then eventually, as temperatures cool down a little bit, then we can talk about how to, but we need to get the temperature down before we actually do anything like that because it's the same that it's like business um wealth relationships it's it's all about living in the now is a big thing i mean yes it is don't live about don't think about what you did five years ago ten years ago that's not really going to help you just imagine today is a is a bright cheerful day and today's going to be my favorite day and I'm not looking for anything else apart from today. I'm just going to smell the roses today. And then when tomorrow comes, it's the same thing. That's my new best day. But when we think too far backwards or too far forwards, that causes other things to happen. And that's where our minds go to. And that can cause anxiety if you're thinking too far in the future because none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So why, why get worried about it? And the past, yeah. well, you know, that's just the past. It's been, it's gone. Just put Can't it behind you. Yeah. I mean, I um, when I when I did uh, high school, I didn't do very well the first time, and uh, I ended up uh, going back to repeat our. We call it grade twelve in Australia. You might call it something. You might call it senior in, in the US. Yeah. I went back to repeat senior at the age of nineteen. I went back to the same public school that I went to in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, I was there with brothers and sisters of people that I went through the first time. Mm -hmm. But I did a lot better the second time because I had a focus. I was more in tune with who I was. I was a little bit more mature. I didn't do any necessarily any more work, but everything came a lot easier to me because of how I thought. And, you know, it's... You know, people think they look at other people and they go, well, you've, you've found it easy, you, you know, you're quite intelligent, you're doing whatever you're doing. But the reality is we've all got a different story to tell. I mean, you know, I tell my patients that all the time. I said, you know, look, I didn't get into optometry, which is quite hard to get into in Australia. I don't know what it's like in the US, but it's quite hard in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I had to go back to school to repeat. So, you know, and I... I quite open with it because i'm telling you about it now it's mm. it's just it was part of my journey and for me it wasn't you know people think that kids think that they have to do certain things as they leave school whether they have to go to college or they have to get a yeah. certain job yeah that, you know that people tell them they have to get right that's not true there are so many different opportunities out there now if your best idea is to have a gap year, have a gap year, learn more about yourself, learn more about the world. There's plenty of places you can go. Um, traveling is a great thing because you get to understand how people, different people from different places think because we yes. all think differently. Mm -hmm. Our environments, you know, as we're growing up as kids, how we think and do things for most of us is largely um because of how our parents thought. Now, mm -hmm. if your parents are really positive people and they can show you the way to go, that's great. But not all life, not all, not all families are like that. No, they're it not. Doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. If you've learnt a hundred different things by the time you're seven, because that's we're, we're automatically programmed to, to the age of seven. Right. Then, then we can work it out for ourselves. Apparently, 
Um, but the reality is if you put all that pre-programming going on to start off with, then you need to do something about the program. Is it, What you've got to ask yourself at the end of the day is what I think and what I think is real, does that help me? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't help you, then come up with something different because you know, a lot of the stuff that we think is actual facts are not really. Um, there's a lot of things out there that we we believe a certain thing. Um, it's like, you know, you, you guys have got your midterm elections on at the moment. Now, you'll have 50% of the population will be thinking one thing and 50% of the population will be thinking the other thing. That's right. Does that mean one side's wrong? No, it just thinks they, they just think differently. It's purely mm-hmm. what it is. It's it's just if I can suggest something that people don't get into, don't get into politics too much because no. <laughs> unless you've got a career doing it, yeah, it to the wise, it doesn't help. It's like no. it's like people are getting into social media and they're on their 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 iPhone mm. for twelve hours a day looking at what other people are doing and yeah. You know, People don't post all the bad stuff that they're doing. No, nope. they only post the good stuff. So that's right. It doesn't. None of that stuff helps. So be aware of what's going on in the world, but the stuff yeah. that they go on with, really. Well, well yeah, everyone wants to put their best foot forward and cast themselves in the the best light possible, especially for these social media posts, right? So, uh, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, what really matters is removing that facade right and yeah. seeing what is the layer beneath um that that's where you get to the real substance i believe metaphorically speaking you know yeah that's right yeah and you also the reality is i don't in australia and the us it doesn't really matter who wins it really doesn't make that much difference right there might right. be differences ideologically but the reality is you're not changing the country in a big way it's just mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. well depends on how you look at it so yeah I used to do that. It was like we had an election uh, earlier on this year. I paid no interest to it at all. That was the first election that I haven't paid in- interest in. And it was glorious. It was good. It was, <laughs> it was good, huh? <laughs> it, it just makes you feel a lot lighter, not not, yeah. not having anything to do with any of that sort of stuff. It's just, it's just great. And I was never a big person on social media anyway. But mm-hmm. um, so the social media thing for me is purely just to promote my business and promote my sure. book. That's really all I use it for. Um, I'm part of a, uh, a community that's uh, very like-minded. Um, mm-hmm. And I do a little bit on that with, uh, that's part of Jim Fortin's TCP program. And there's probably 1,500 people in there. And we it's all positive stuff. There's no negative stuff on that those, uh, that platform at all. If you can find a platform like that, great. It's people today are looking for communities that have, uh, you know, communities of self, uh, self-minded self people, same, the people that think the same way as you do. And that's a big thing. And, you know, if, if you're trying to make money, I mean, you know, the reality is that is going to be the biggest thing in the next 10 years is community stuff. So if you can oh, yeah. organise some sort of community activity that brings all the people in the community in, you'll do well. Um, you know, there's all yeah. these opportunities out there. Yeah. The yeah. Enhancing relationships, you know, and, yeah. and building community that, you know, I see that happening and moving in that direction in, in, a, in a lot of, in a lot of areas. Right. Uh, 
uh, over time, it, it will be the thing to do. Hopefully, on a global scale, it brings people closer together. You know, well, it's, a, it's a bit like there's a, a move in the US for integrated healthcare. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's it's actually putting multiple professions together in the one spot, mm-hmm. which is where health should be, really. And I don't like using the word should at all. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the reality is by putting all these things together, then you're going to get a holistic view of what's going on. And, you know, not just your conventional uh, types of, you know, your GPs and your physiotherapists and that sort of thing. I mean, have, you know, hypnotists and have acupuncturists and have uh, naturopaths and, you know, anything Mm -hmm. like that that would be an alternate to what would be the norm. Um, Yeah, if I can, yeah, that that was, that that's an example of some organisations that are starting to do it in a better way. And Good. that, to me, makes sense. It's a bit like the community thing. The more you can get your community together, the more you'll move forward as a community and the more that more positivity you bring into the whole thing. So, Absolutely agreed. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, and, and exponentially that'll happen throughout, throughout the world. I, I have no doubt, you know, once everyone starts moving in that direction and making that effort. So, so John, how can the listeners follow you, learn more about um, your great financial insights as well as pick up a copy of the book? Yeah. So I've got a landing page, which okay. is money does grow on trees book.com. Got it. Um, there's a bit in there about the book. There's a bit in there about me. And there's links to Amazon where you can buy the book in either Kindle version mm-hmm. or pack and back version. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've got a Facebook page, Money Does Grow on Trees. Um, uh, my personal Facebook page also has John Bolton, has um, not to be confused with the Donald Trump version. <laughs> right, Bolton. right. I was just. <laughs> I, I had that issue with Amazon because they uh-huh. said, your name's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> said, yeah. Oh my god! You know, uh, which is quite funny. But so I no. had to put my middle initial in there for them. Yeah, so, <laughs> had to throw the middle uh, initial. No, I uh, understand. Like, you know, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've got an email address where people can get in touch with me as well. It's John Bolton nine eight one at gmail dot com. Got it. Um, yeah, they, yeah, those are the current methods of uh, it's purely. For a US buyer, it's buying it through um, Amazon is the only option at the moment. Okay. I would like to get a um, so I'd like to get a publisher that would actually put my books into normal bookstores. That would be where I want to go next. Brick and mortar. Yeah. I'm trying to work on that in Australia. It's it's a, okay. it's quite a difficult thing as a self publisher to do that sort of thing. So mm. um, I'm selling the books through my practice at work, and I've sold you know. I've sold a fair few through there, so I have to order some more. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, there's interest in it, so and it's just about just getting the word out there. And platforms like yours are fantastic for doing that sort of stuff. Well, we're going to do everything we can to get the word spread out about money does grow on trees, John. Um, we'll have uh, the a link to the website. We'll have links to your social mediums and links to the Amazon uh, uh, space where you can purchase the book as well as your email address in the episode show notes so that the listeners can click those links while listening to this wonderful conversation and pick up a copy of the book and learn more about 
you know, what you share in, uh, in, in the world of finance. So John Bolton, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. I mean, really, really greatly appreciate your financial insights and not just the financial insights, right? But having the uh, ability to overcome your fear of procrastination or fear of, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome where you, you may have been discouraged in writing the book and overcoming that to write the book because it's it's helping and it's going to help so many scores and scores of people in the future. So I want to I want to commend and thank you for that, sir. Thank you. And I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to come on to your podcast. And it's just fantastic. You know, as I said, these opportunities weren't around 15, 20 years ago. So right. you know, it's it's amazing that, you know, you've got your excellent podcast and I've looked at a fair few of your guests that you had on there. They've been great. Uh, it's great that you're doing you. you putting the word out there and um they all seem to be like-minded people which is fantastic i mean it's just mm -hmm. just try not to be the biggest thing i suppose is judging people i think that's you right. know people put people in boxes and because yeah. when you're judging other people you're really judging yourself anyway um yes. but, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to come and talk to you Aubrey, today that's just fantastic and uh hope it all goes well for you Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, greatly appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And look, if you have a loved one or a colleague, a friend, a neighbor, someone who just doesn't seem to be themselves, uh, maybe they're going through some dark days of despair, not quite sure where to turn or who to turn to, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there's always hope. The Road to Rediscovery is a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.